You'll see him in your head on the TV screen Hey buddy, I'm wanting you to turn it on He's a goat, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan Designed and directed by his red right hand franchises this go round should be a fun episode i'm so excited very excited about some top fives <laughs> awesome so i don't know about you but my top five about this whole week has changed probably three or four times and actually the, the most recent change would have been probably two hours before we recorded it uh yeah mine have mine have gone back and forth and as we st- as we sit here right now, I'm still going back and forth well, from one and two. Uh, by the time we get to it, it's you know, I'll have them. I'll have them figured out. But one and two is pretty close. One as, and two is pretty close for me right now. Okay. Was well, what's his ass would say? You it's better you better lock in a final answer. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on lock it in. Uh, number two, final answer. So, <laughs> I. Uh, I, I, I've been giving this a lot of thought, though. I've been Good. giving it a lot of thought over the past couple of weeks. Well, hopefully just, it was fun. It was fun for me. I enjoyed it. And and as I as I researched it, I, re, I thought of just, you know, some of them came to mind and, and came up as ones that I wouldn't have specifically thought would be a horror movie franchise. But then it's there. And, That's and right. It's and it, I and think we'll like, get into a couple of those. Sure. Because there's one in particular that I absolutely love, and it's it's kind of it's got some critical acclaim. So they you know they tread lightly with the term horror when when talking about this, but we'll get to that later. Sure. So what's um, anything new going on? Should we we have some delicious beverages oh, this it's, evening? It's amazing. So what? I, I I mean I know ginger ale's in this, and then there's some, some form Seagram's. of Jim Beam, but you, we have Singram's ginger ale and a limited edition uh, repeal batch of Jim Beam that is supposed to have been no chill filtered 
it is made like it would have been during the Prohibition era. The flavor is supposed to come directly from the barrel and the whiskey, and that's it. And it's pretty good. It's a good little, it's a, it's a little higher alcohol content than the other Jim Beams. Not by much, like 86, 86%. It's good. I enjoy it. It is very good, actually. It's uh, very smooth, actually. Sitting here on number three, I'm it just is. feeling very excited and relaxed yeah, myself. It's, 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 it hits the spot. Mm. And we're in like the, uh, for those of you who don't know, we're in like the moonshine. If there's a moonshine capital, we would be amongst yeah. the moonshine capital. We're in that, we're in that region. Yeah, right. We're definitely in the moonshine region. So Whether you view that as a good or bad thing, that's yeah. just, just the way it is. So yeah, a lot of people, well, they get the they get the actual you know moonshine's been popular recently. You got the ones in Gatlinburg and all these that you can get at the liquor store. But around here, when people talk about they got moonshine, it's not store bought moonshine. Right, it's, it's the, straight out of Franklin County. That's correct. <laughs> all right, so I guess how we'll do this. First of all, when we, as far as horror franchises go, we have a certain criteria we kind of put on ourselves. And, you know, you could probably call a franchise as multiple films. We chose to limit this to at least three films. So if a movie had a sequel, it's kind of disqualified. But if it's had multiple sequels, then it's fair game. Which, uh, which took out some of the ones that I do like. Really? I wanted to, wanted to talk about, but... Do you want to mention those? Because there's one the in rules. particular that, that... Evil Dead... Well, Evil Dead had... I thought it was only two. Well, there's two Evil Deads, but then there's Army of Darkness, which is the yeah. third. And then well, a remake, so you could argue there's four. We could argue it. I, d I didn't go with it because it wasn't specifically... Uh, the, the name, Evil the title? Dead, the Evil Dead and title. And Tales from the Crypt, I always liked. And I don't know what you would classify it as, but... Yeah. Because there's a whole series. Tales from the Crypt. Oh, man. Those are just fun. Yeah, those they're, are. They're great. fun to sit around and just watch and... I wasn't a big fan of the second movie. I did enjoy Demon Knight quite a bit. Um, Gremlins came to mind for me. Mm. There should have been a third Gremlins. I mean, it may have sucked. Well, but the first two were both great. There. They right. could have been mentioned in our okay. podcast as I mean, one of the top five. Since when has a, a horror movie sucking been an excuse for not, you know, not to do it anyway? There is none. There's none. All right, so I guess what how we'll do this is, uh, like this is top five, so we'll start at five, count it down. You can do your five, and then I'll do my five, then you can do your four, and I can do my four, and so forth. I love it. We can talk about them. We can talk as about we go it. into it. Why so, did you choose it? What did you like? That's right. That's right. Cultural significance. So, what, what other is, criteria did you? Um, just. I think my my criteria, uh, even though it is our top five, the ones that we like the most. Right. Um, you know, I, I tried not to put anything on here that's more of like a guilty pleasure type movie. One that I know is just not not up to the standards of like a horror movie or franchise but it's just one that has continued to have sequel after sequel just because it's a pop culture type 
or a huge moneymaker. And <laughs> and my number five is probably as people listen to this, we'll, we'll say, oh well, what an idiot. Like that that one is exactly what you just referenced. But the the next thing that I looked at too was. Do you see do you see the movies referenced outside of even the horror genre? Do you see them in in other like in other movies and TV shows? So that would be like the pop culture effect. It, it does did, did have it, a pop it, culture, but not for some reason find its way into popular culture. Did Saturday Night Live spoof it, or did is our parody when you walk it? around trick or treating, as people will be doing? At the end and you of see the upcoming month, you see a character or characters from this. Okay. Do people know about it? Right. So it's I, I wanted it to be something that's well known, but also not something that's that's low quality, name. just goofy, terrible. To All me, right. to me, the Saw movies are not great. And even though there's a hundred million of them, that's <laughs> so none of them. You don't think any of them are great? I, I have not been a fan of them. I will be honest. I like the first two, and I don't know if I've even attempted to watch the third one or if I've just heard that the third one was so bad I didn't bother. But after two, I kind of I, I couldn't tell you. There's de- I mean, there's it, definitely ones that are on my list where they went way off the wall with some of the movies that were made, and they're really terrible and goofy. But um, I don't know that you know it's it's there. They're continuing to try. All right, so do you want to hit five, or do you want to just hit some that kind of didn't make the cut, or do you want to save that for later? Let's, let's talk about the ones that didn't make it a little later. Okay. Works for me. So Keep right. everyone in suspense. In suspense. Yeah. All right, Chris. So Number five on Chris's top five horror franchises. My top five, number five horror franchise is one I have referenced <laughs> and probably every other podcast we've done so far, and I, I hate to continue saying it, but Scream. Scream's my number five. It's uh, Wes Craven. There's a lot of good characters in the Scream franchise, I think. Um, Resurrected the genre in the 90s. Just brought, brought it back and... Tons of um, emulators. And and while while Scream is kind of... I don't know whether you would call it like the the niche, the niche style horror movies that are just maybe horror movies for the sake of a horror movie, just trying to grasp at something that might be popular and pull it back. It it did end up starting up the whole scary movie franchise as well. That's right. The whole. I mean, it, it it literally started a franchise of, I guess you would put those in the comedy category. It's, yeah, I think so. They it spawned are. a, it spawned many. Imitators. It spawned three sequels, and it was huge. And that movie was absolutely huge. One of the things I really liked about the Scream movies is that they reference a lot of the older horror movies throughout throughout the Scream franchise, and they really one of the biggest things about it with Randy until he died. R.I.P. Randy was that they they focus on. The, the common themes in horror movies. Right. That it was a, I think it's fun when you watch them to try and pick out, uh-oh, well, this person's having sex, or this one's doing drugs, like they're going to die, when is it going to happen? Right. And you go back and through and watch it, and sure enough... It was um, all... It was it was actually a parody of the older 
slasher films, but in a way it was a love letter to the fans of those movies as well. I just I enjoyed them each. Um, you know, the, the, the very first one was, was obviously um, probably one of the best. For oh, yeah. that franchise, however, do you have an? Uh, do you remember when you first seeing that movie? That I do. It was. Uh, I was in. Was it shortly after it was released? I or? guess I was in high school, middle school, high school. It wasn't long after it was released. It was on DVD though, or VHS yeah. or whatever we had back then. So. I didn't see it in the theater either. No, nah, I, I saw it shortly after it was released. I, I had a very limited uh, childhood as to I what I could see and you watch. You probably and go didn't to watch them. DVD. I bet it was VHS. VHS. Yeah, and, and I think DVDs existed then, but it was not the standard format at, at that time period. So I mean, back like back VHS. during that time, I remember seeing the first one, and the whole big thing was Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore's in it. She's the everybody yeah, says. Oh, she's Drew on the poster. In it. Of she's the on film. the poster. And she like was top on the build. preview, whatever. Else. Right. And she lasted a whole good five minutes. And then you're like, "What are you going to do with this movie from right. here on? Where are out? we going? She's dead. Where are we going? Exactly. And, uh, and that was on purpose, I do believe. Oh yeah, it's definitely it definitely set the tone. And that's kind of like the jokes that they run throughout the entire franchise, and even at the beginning of the fourth one, as they they have. What you would say is multiple beginnings to the movie right. is it was almost you know, a parody of the of the, the first. They one. made fun of or themselves, the whole entire franchise. Yeah, yeah, they made fun of them. Right. their actual movie. So, Scream number five, top five, number that's five solid, for me. Scream. That's a solid pick. And to be honest, I, mean, I did not see Scream in, the first Scream in the theaters, but I seen. Everyone after that in the theaters, and it was a cultural event. It was it was like going to see, and I, I don't want to. It would be like going to see a Marvel film today. That's how much an event it was. Seeing the sequels, I like. I, oh, and in uh, number two, mm-hmm. number two, they they represent that idea right at the very beginning. Right. And have a murder there at that movie, and obviously I I never went to one where it was that big where people were all dressed up and throwing things and jumping around in the theater. But <laughs> but the theaters were packed for weeks they, after a, uh, a scream opening. They were they were ready to see. It was a it was a fun time. I can tell you that. Number five, so, Brian. So number five, here we go. So I'm I broke the rule. I have a three way three way tie for number five. I had the <laughs> I could not have a top five without at least mentioning two more of these movies. So three have tied for five, and then I swear once we go four through one, it is a single film. So a three way tie for number five. So Wes Craven will be in, in this again as I have a nightmare on Elm Street franchise. Oh, yeah. With the Friday the 13th franchise and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. Amazing. Nightmare on Elm Street, it, you know, obviously it starts off on a high note, uh, which I guess is essential if you're going to have a franchise. The first one has to be something that people would pay to see again. Um, 
anyhow, uh, it, it is Nightmare is kind of inconsistent. That's why it gets it, it lands at five. But the first Nightmare, excellent. And uh, just a disclaimer with any of these films that I talk about. I'm looking at the entire franchise, not necessarily one single movie. Uh, so uh, certainly Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and possibly Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, would land a little bit higher on a list of five. But I have to look at the whole franchise. The remake was, I thought, was very lazy. Robert England is great. I mean, he he becomes a cultural icon after these movies. Probably the most popular monster of the 80s. Him and Jason probably running neck and neck. Oh, the, the fingers. Yeah, the fingers. The knife fingers. You know, Johnny Depp gets his start. Heather Langenkamp, remarkable. Patricia Arquette in part three. So one and three, huge entries in the franchise. New Nightmare has a a bit of a... I don't know. I I understand why people love it. I love it in, in certain ways, but I do think it's a tad bit overrated. If I'm going to watch A Nightmare on Elm Street, it's probably not the one I'm going to grab. Uh, love Freddy. And then Friday the 13th, another franchise that was extremely successful, extremely popular. Love Jason. Love the movies. They're some of the funnest slasher movies you're going to watch. A bit inconsistent, especially when you get to the later ones. But you know, it's, it's hard for Friday the Thirteenth to to be in in my top because they it was a cash grab. The first one was a, certainly a cash grab by Sean Cunningham. Um, and then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, another the first two wonderful. Actually, Texas Chainsaw Massacre two, one of my favorite horror movies of all times because it's just, I think it's just so much fun. The first one, the cultural impact it had on the entire genre cannot be overstated. Excellent series, excellent movie. So there's three. Can't really get in depth with three of them because there are three of them. But oh, those... Well, well I, I think we'll talk about them more. We'll talk about them more. Oh, okay. Uh, they, these may show up again. <laughs> but they'll show up. Well, these are huge. I mean, these are... I mean, the three of these films... It, to me, it would just be hard not to mention them when you're talking about horror franchises because that's how huge, especially Friday and Nightmare. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, probably not quite on their level as far as pop cultural <coughs> significance. And Number four. Number four for Chris. What yeah. you got? Well, my number four, and now I feel like a cop-out, like a sellout after listening to you go into your three-way tie because the a few of the ones that I have listed are in my top five. Hey, I, I can understand that. I guess it's just that. the ones that I like. I guess it's just the ones that I like. Like, like I was telling you, I've done this list probably four times in the last week, and at one point I think Nightmare was number three and Friday the 13th was number two. So sure, uh, it's sure. <laughs> you can well, make arguments. My number four is Nightmare on Elm Street, and it helps it a little bit because it it has significance to me. Uh, the first one came out the year that I was born, nineteen eighty four. Yep, Johnny Depp, Heather Langenkamp, I can, Robert England. I I can look at these movies though 
regardless of how good or bad. And even into like the Freddy versus Jason. And when I look at these again, and we've mentioned it before, as a kid, and you watch a movie like this, and I look at the horror movies, what makes them more frightening? Could it really happen? Is it something that seems feasible? And most of these movies, at the beginning, as adults, we see these are people with all these crazy superpowers, and, and it's just off the wall, and totally would never happen. Right. But with, fiction. with this one, as a kid, I mean, it goes on what kids are afraid of at night when they get ready to go to bed. This is true. I mean, when when this kid gets sucked into these sheets and just drip, I mean, it's when I as a kid when I saw this, it just horrified me, just completely terrified me and I, I can remember what sticks out to me again another part that I had nightmares about for a while was I think they were dreaming in a dream they saw it happening but when the hand itself by itself came to life and was crawling around the room and, atta and attacked somebody that that freaked me out just the the whole razor hands and and being dragged into an alternate hell or world Nightmare. that was controlled by him through your bed and you were pretty much unable to stop it. Um, you know, even Jason was drugged there and, and taken into the depths and the darkness. And yeah, so, and as we've stated, not all of them are great movies, obviously. There's. They have ones that fall off. They have ones that are lazy and not good. But um, and I, I think all, all these franchises that we bring up are going to be. That I mean that's going to be the case. It's going to happen. Some stronger than others, I guess. They, that's how you have a top five. But and and I would I would also argue that maybe you look at the time that the movie came out and maybe the thing that made that movie so terrible was just popular during that time. So they branched out and tried it, tried something new and. It didn't work, but with the majority of them, they were already so recognizable and so good that they could gather themselves and make a, a traditional horror movie back towards the originals and, and turn it around. So, number four, Nightmare on Elm Street for me. So, you got Wes Craven at five and four. Five and four. Well, he's the master. So And, you know, like, I, like I say, even then... Even in Scream, the janitor at the high school is pretty much is Freddy. He's wearing the oh, he has a sweater on. He's he? got the sweater and the hat, and he he's got the long hair and turns and hollers and what are you doing? That's right. What are you doing here? Yeah, and then Drew Barrymore throws that that kind of line out there about that she liked it, the first one, but all the the rest oh, of yeah. them sucked. Oh yeah, <laughs> Wes Craven sense of humor there. Good. All right. So for my number four, number four. and this is probably, I, look, it's my number four. That's all that matters. It's my number four. Some people are going to probably will probably laugh at this and be like, "Are you serious?" But it's my number four. So it's all about you. I don't give a shit. And it is the Return of the Living Dead franchise, <laughs> horror comedy at its best, as far as I'm concerned. The first one. 
is the punk rock zombie film, and I love it. It's one of my favorite horror films of all time. And then I enjoyed the second one for its just over-the-top cheese. It's fun. It's ridiculous, I know. It's actually pretty shitty in, in its special way. But I enjoy it. And I stand by it. And I also love the third one with the whole girlfriend dying and you having a means of bringing her back. It's a very Frankenstein-y feel to it. And it's a lot, to me, it's a lot of fun, too. And it, and it sticks with the theme of the eating the eating the brain makes the pain go away. The pain of being dead. It's a, and they're good uh, movies. Oh, they're so much fun. They're just so much fun. It's the first one. I mean, is a is a classic. The first one is actually Return of the Living Dead. Is probably the first horror movie that I watched all the way through. And it has you know nudity in it, which. For a you know pre-adolescent boy, that was quite a thrill, indeed. And Lanea Quigley is not sore on the eyes either, so you pretty much can't be if you're going to get naked and you're going fully nude in the movie and dance wearing grave. Yeah. So yeah, love them all, especially the first three. Um, Dan O'Banner is genius. That's my number four. I don't really have anything else to, to <laughs> they, add. They speak for themselves. They're good movies. I mean, awesome soundtrack, especially in the first one. And I know I'm looking at the whole franchise, and that's what I said. I would have to look at the whole franchise. So I couldn't just love Return of the Living Dead and then think all the sequels were garbage. Return of the Living Dead 2, I've watched to this day and have an awesome time watching it. And I enjoyed Return of the Living Dead 3 as well. Three movies that... If you put on right now, I'll be like, fuck yeah, and I will sit down and watch it with you. So, Return of the Living Dead, number four. Number four, Return of the Living Dead. Good good movies. Good choice. And, and the zombie, the, just the idea of a zombie and genre And let's, let's give credit where credit is due. It gave birth to the, the running zombie. They don't have to just, you Walk. know... Yeah, they don't just walk. They haul ass and run to you. And they talk, you know. And even nowadays, And it gave some... birth to the brain idea, the, them eating brains. I so mean, it... nowadays, they still even have the movies and shows where they still are just walking and stumbling around. Yeah, it, it's kind of, you could kind of do it either way, I think, now. You could go with the, the full-on sprint zombies, or you could go with the... And it depends. I feel like too. Nowadays, they have just Return of the Living Dead with zombies. Is it's zombie zombies? You, you know what a zombie is. It's very clearly defined. But Nowadays, it's a bit different in the sense that they're dead. So, you know, Romero established that if you destroy the brain, is the only way to kill them. Return of the Living Dead. They do everything to these zombies, and they're still. A lot. They're still just, just even if they're just wiggling. They're just <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. I mean, nowadays you've got the you know you've got the actual zombies like Return of the Living Dead, decaying and rotting, and and then you've even then you've even got the twenty seven days and twenty seven days later type 
28 days yeah. like, with the with the other type of you would classify it as a zombie maybe but it's a disease instead of right yeah so yeah. that that became popular they, they, um, as the you get sick and it turns you into a yeah. a zombie right. and, and what was the Will I love Smith movie days. I am legend which I'm is based legend, on an old book which is which they actually similar. refer to those it's it is similar but the, they treat the because you got the night and day thing, so it's treated kind of like more of a vampire than a zombie. But uh, what is no, your opinion are... on that movie? Did you like that? I'm movie? Legend. Yeah. Uh this is not a franchise whatsoever. This, is, but just you, know, one you brought movie. it up. I'm yeah, I brought curious. it up. I mean, we can talk about it. <laughs> just go with your family, man. You know, I, that's what I kind of. Oh, you think he should have left? Just left. Uh-huh. But you know, he's got this higher movie overall. Obviously, there is no. movie Would you recommend it. this movie to somebody? If they've never seen it, yeah, yeah sure. I, I think too. I would. You know, I I think it was a tale of two halves. Like I was really enjoying the movie. Him being isolated, you know, in New York. The way Manhattan. they show New York now after right. he's been there for so long. And I was on board, man. I was so on board. I was loving this film. And then the second half, once he gets kind of rescued, I was it it was done for me. Yeah. Like everything that I really loved about the movie was gone at that point. And right. then and then so it's kinda odd for me because the first half of that movie I absolutely I think this is I love this. Right. I love this film, but the second half, I don't. So it, there are parts of it that I like. There are parts of it I didn't right. like. I watch it with my wife. She she just doesn't like it when the spoiler dog alert. Yeah, the yeah. dog dies that and then the he he ends up dying. Like he's you know it's his be- hate that it's man's best friend. But yeah, but I, I twenty eight days um, and then later 28 and twenty eight weeks. weeks later, I love both of those movies. And why we. Speaking of franchises, and there's only two of those movies. Where is the third? There should be another one of those. Both of those are good. I think they still can do more with that concept. They easily could have gone gone further into it. Yeah. Where's Where's the third? Twenty eight years later. There you go. Twenty eight years later. <laughs> or months. We could do months later, and then years would be the fourth. Yeah, we could do months. All right. So number three. Moving right along. Number three. Uh, for three. me, number three, and it, even as I look right now at some of these movie posters, as we go through here, um, some of them are just so off the wall. And so we'll say it so that we can get into it and talk about it, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre, number awesome. three for me. Awesome. Um, you know, went and... I I feel like that this one is one that is it, go to a haunted house. Go a to a haunted house or a haunted woods or anything else. And if you don't hear a chainsaw, then you let me know. If you don't see somebody you know, carrying one around, and it always me. pissed me off when the hockey mask guy had a chainsaw. Right, like I was like, your you're not Jason Voorhees, yeah. buddy, because he didn't straight. have a chainsaw. No. I don't ever. No. At one movie, I believe it may have been seven. He had, or it might have been eight. I think it was seven though. He had like, uh, it was almost like a circular saw on a long. It was a saw, 
But it wasn't a chainsaw. Not a chainsaw. It wasn't a chainsaw. Not a chainsaw because, I mean, it's in the well, not in the name of all the movies. You've got you, you've got Leatherface and the Texas Chainsaw Massacres and the 2017. There's a lot of them. I don't remake know just Leatherface, but right. I mean, the the majority of them are fun to watch, yeah. and and the whole idea Absolutely. of just being just some. It it reminds me too of uh, the Devil's Rejects. It brings up similarities to me oh. with, within the Devil's Rejects e. with just the living I in would some say old farmhouse and House of a Thousand Corpses and, and Devil's Rejects. Right, owes a lot to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, and I love those two yeah. movies too. And so, seeing those two and uh, the 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 background of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's that's why I put it so high, even though there's so many and so many that aren't that great, and people may not even like any of them, but uh, I like them. Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me is number three. Killer. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, excellent, excellent franchise. First one, like I was saying, the, the cultural significance can't be overstated. The sequel is a wild ride. Um, Dennis Hopper... I mean, it's a fun movie. And even though... Uh, uh, like a chainsaw like fight they have at the end. Oh, man. It's a good time. And to me, House of a Thousand Corpses owes a lot to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. I mean, even... I mean, Bill Mosley is in both of those films. Um, which he's excellent in both of those. Yeah, I love them. Love them. So what is that? Where are we? Are we at three? You're at number three. Yeah, my number three... Alright, my number three is a big one. Is a juggernaut. Oh. We're still making these movies, actually. Let's go. And it is the Alien franchise. Oh, I, oh man. I saw these when I was researching, too. Uh, I saw it. Thought about it. And uh, the, they're good. And they're all big-time directors direct these movies so I mean Ridley Scott directs the first one he goes on to do amazing things then James Cameron does Aliens which is a lot of people's favorite in the franchise that's not the case with me uh, David Fincher Alien 3 and then you got the French director Jean A that does Alien Resurrection which some folks do not like it all. I happen to enjoy it, and it's a guilty pleasure kind of way. I like his quirky style of directing, and then of course you have Prometheus, really Scott back at the helm, and then Alien Covenant. Who knows what they'll do from there? It's kind of. I, I just saw Covenant, maybe two months, three months ago. Yeah, and it's got what's the main girl's name in that that was in Fantastic Beasts. Oh, I'm not sure. The the one girl that was that was in it from Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is the main wizard as well. Um, I like her a lot as well she, as as an actress. I feel like she's a good actress and Catherine Waters Waterston. Okay, Catherine Waterston, and you've got you've got other huge names in that movie. Yeah, Michael Fassbender's great. 
as well. Got Franco, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. But um, to me, Catherine Waterston, I, I really enjoyed her in that movie. Um, I feel like she did justice to the the first, the, the original cast of Aliens and what they went for in those movies. And I know a lot of people don't like Prometheus, but... Well, I actually enjoyed Prometheus, I think, I, more I than did. I did Alien Covenant. I really did like Prometheus because of the background of what took place during that movie and and how things happened and I like I I, I did like it. I enjoyed it. I don't remember as well. Was it Covenant or Prometheus where they showed no Fassbender destroying that entire world and civilization so that he could start growing the aliens. That's Covenant. Covenant. So Yeah, and uh, Prometheus is when he kind of spikes the drink that leads to the leads all, to all the shenanigans going down. And you see the entire, this older race of people that right. were there and worked towards Ooh, who I guess I don't know if it it answered it definitively or if it just kind of alluded to they were the the reason man Exists. was on earth yes yeah it that yeah it makes you think and uh you know it's not it, as a as a horror movie which i would think that was classified as, as well, well the first alien as well and then but yeah you're right it, it, you I see where you're kind of going. It when seems you, like as as it goes along, especially as Prometheus gets, it's more science fiction. It gets into a science yeah. fiction, but at the same time... And then it kind of unleashes the horror. You still have the little tentacly thing that sucks your... or, you know, injects the alien into your body. I still think... I still classify it as a horror movie individually. Right. Because it's it's scary. Yeah. And I think the, that you can be science fiction and horror, but in space, no one can hear you scream. Indeed, now, I'm, the, but those the for like the, the Prometheus and and Alien Covenant, both uh, they it ju- it it was it was nice to see how well those movies were done later on into the Alien franchise because you know they branched out with Predator as well and did AVP and right all this stuff and. Those are fun for, I mean, right. I, they even have comics for those. I, I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, I'm sure. But, they have comics for, for Alien alone and for Predator alone as well. But it's 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 good stuff. It's it's fun. Yeah, I love Alien, and, and you know, three and Resurrection have kind of a bad rap. Three and one, for that matter, was kind of. A lot was going on with rewriting the script and and things of that nature. And I think, of course, the first Alien doesn't really suffer a lot from that. But the third one um, definitely does. I don't know as far... I don't really think Aliens... I think they pretty much stayed the course with Aliens. There wasn't a lot of controversy and schoolyard bullying going on in that one. But one and three definitely had that going on and but I mean the directors of these films are all stellar and it shows 
with the final product. And be honest with you, Aliens is probably my third favorite alien film. To me, it's more of an action film. But you know, well, when you when you finally see Covenant though, and you get Covenant, and you actually find out why these things are so brutal, and because in the first ones, I feel like some people might be might sit there and say this is just so outrageous. How do you have this thing with the other little mouth inside its mouth right. and its blood is acidic and this and that like. <laughs> Uh, you can't do anything to it. Like, how is it so incredible? And then, right. with Covenant, you find out why it's so incredible, and what's what's taking place for them for them to get to where they are, and why they're such killing machines. And yeah, that's true. But I will say, prior to Covenant, I do feel like it was uh, the alien is being something that happened rem far removed from humans I, I kind of liked having that belief that these things you know humans had no I mean this occurred outside of the human touch or the human influence but with Covenant it kind of I mean you could say that it was the, the droid or Michael Fassbender, and Michael Fassbender, the android that that does this. Michael Fassbender, but he's created one. by humans. Yeah, number one, so, not number two. Yeah. yeah, he's created by humans. So, but it even in that it poses a completely new dilemma and idea of your creator not being significant enough to have its own life. And so he, am I? Am I wrong or am I just remaking it in my own head? But his whole goal in making these was was just to destroy mankind. Yeah. He was envious, I guess. It's, and he 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 felt superior. He felt superior certainly. in the fact that but he they were was his why why do I look at you as my God and creator when I am so much better than you are? And then so he creates this killing machine to just destroy all of mankind. Right. But it poses other dilemmas. But I, I definitely understand where you're at as well as far as aliens. There's are something always exciting these about like that, you know? green men that run around with these big oval eyes and And you know, humans movie. you know, in all these movies well, with the exception, I guess, of Covenant, because at this point they're not really knowledgeable of what's out there. But it's certainly in the first Alien, it was always the company was trying to get one of these things. That was their ultimate goal, for whatever reason, to study it, to use it for something, you know. So it was like that human greed, you know, was a huge theme in those movies. And this was something that was completely beyond their reach that they were determined to get to by any means. Uh, crew expendable. All right. Number two. Let's hear your number two. Number two. 
All right, we're going to another of the movies that was listed as a tie for fifth for for your franchises, but Friday my, the Thirteenth, my number two, Friday the Thirteenth. That was the only one we hadn't talked about yet. It's and I'm glad we went ahead and saved it a little bit so that we could talk about it now and and kind of get into it. But uh, well, I could completely understand why you would put this at number two. This is a huge franchise. And even my, I mean, my daughter is, <laughs> and, uh, she's four years old. She's not even in kindergarten yet. Not even in kindergarten, but she's still just, there's only one Jason. The guy that came and does our bug work at our house, name was Jason. And she thought that it was, she wasn't even really scared, which I gave her props for. Like she wasn't scared about it, but she was just like, "Oh, Jason, Jason's coming." Or he's like coming she thought that Jason's coming to the house to. He's gonna kill a little more than kill bugs. Well, yeah, he's gonna kill a lot of things. <laughs> you know, if that's the real Jason, and we have people in our neighborhood that on uh, Halloween dress up and. I mean, that's even, still a popular costume. Even though, even though it's yeah, even though it's not. Really, Jason. They're actually Michael Myers that they dress up as. But oh, she, she, calls, she him calls him Jason. And awesome. I don't correct her because she's four. But, you know, we drive by and she's like, oh, is that Jason's house? And, you know, so it's it, it's one that everybody can recognize. Everyone oh, can yeah. see. And, um, you know, as a, as a school teacher as well, and the idea of it being at a camp and, and this kid has mental problems as well and ends up dying it 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 also goes into a little bit more than just entertainment for for slasher film it's you know how you treat people and what happened and the the idea of his mom being controlling and because as uh was stated in the scream franchise one of the major trick questions that's is, right that's always been a trick who is the killer in the yeah. original Friday the 13th? Yeah. And it is not Jason. Yeah, that's what you did to, to trick people. You would right. ask them that and then... No, they, uh, his mama, his yeah, mama. They immediately think, of, oh, well, just we, we're going to match the name of the franchise to the killer that's associated with that franchise. And he is certainly that. I mean, Pamela, boy, he's had her shining moment. But when you think of Friday the 13th, you think of Jason. Of Jason. And, I mean, how fun is that video game? I don't even have it. When I come over here, it's so fun to watch. It is a lot of fun. And play and watch other people play it. It's just, it's an exciting little game to yeah. be able to put yourself in Jason's shoes. And, right. You know, as as I put myself in his shoes, I realize that, you know, killing a good five or six people is Not pretty difficult it. work. <laughs> you got to, you know, you got to really get your stuff together and... And uh, you know you gotta have a plan. You gotta work hard at it. So it's a it's a difficult thing to do. But um, you know I think I might kill like two people in that game, and that was it. I can't I cannot get away from anybody though because he's just super senses and heightened abilities and things. But Friday Thirteenth number two. Excellent franchise. I'm hoping we'll see another one in the future if lawsuits and things of that nature get resolved but you know what can you do there's a lot of them still out there 
And there's some great ones, especially mm. four and six. I'm looking four at the six. hockey mask on your refrigerator right now. Yep, there he is. Yeah. He's keeping the the uh, Coors Banquet cold. Keep it cold. Get him, buddy. That's what he does. And he's and there's another picture of him. Very sad because it's Friday the twelfth. Yeah, he hates that date. <laughs> it's the worst day of the year. Speaking of Friday the thirteenth, uh, can we bring up? What you and I will be doing on the next Friday the 13th. Which is a... It's a well, ways Well, it's away. less than a year now. Yeah, and it, 11 months been, now. It's waiting, but you know. On Friday the 13th, for anyone that's close enough by. But you know, it, it close enough by would be awesome, but I have a feeling that this probably goes on. A lot at, of places. At, a lot, yeah. I'm sure you can find somewhere. But our uh, the the tattoo studio that I have and the specific work that I have had done, who is done by none other than Jason himself, Jason Satchel, though, does a Friday the Thirteenth deal where they have a board of horror slash Friday the Thirteenth tattoos drawn out. And then just a variety of black cats, hockey masks, skulls, yeah. graves. A lot of 13s. 13s of things. Yeah. And just a flat $50 fee. You get in line. You, you choose your choose your tattoo. Choose your and, flash. And, and whoever is available when you when it's your turn, you go and you get your tattoo. And so in 11 months, we'll be going down and getting our Friday the 13th tattoos. That's right. I'm I'm excited to see what's what's there. What's available? We don't even know what they're going to have available. But we're we're going to get something. It's going to be somewhere. I'm, be I have a feeling mine. I'm sure they'll have a black cat. I'm I'm pretty sure that's what what I'll be getting. It's a it's but a real know. classic. It is. I wonder if you can drop like a hundred and get, and get two. two of them. Probably. I bet you anything. Like you just should. Do through, get them. Get two of them side by side. They have. Dual neck tattoos. Dual neck tattoos. I would. I definitely be able to keep my job as an educator after that. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I might get a knife tattooed on my neck. Thirteen. There you go. Going off of it. It'd be amazing. But you'd have good classroom control at that point. They say, "Oh, who's this dude right here?" All right, number two. Number two for me, the Halloween franchise. Oh yeah. Which is, is as consistent as any of them. Yeah. But, and, and this actually, honestly, this was hitting around four or five just yesterday. But as it, and it is, has nothing to do with the new one coming out in October this year. It has nothing to do with that, although it's, you know, it's kind of like on them internets, it's like Halloween fever going on right now, which I truly appreciate and I'm loving every second of it. But after a good long look at the franchise, and this is, I mean, Halloween is certainly one of my favorite movies of all time. I love it. I can watch it at any time. Um, but as I was thinking of it, I was like, you know, this this franchise is very inconsistent. And I'm sure there's tons of people that will, will agree with that statement. But then I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, well, hell, one and two are kind of a continuation. And I know two kind of go breaks away from some of the things that made one special, but I enjoy two. Two is a, I mean, two's a great horror film. I mean, two, just standalone, is 
to me, is a great horror movie. And then three, I know for the longest time, and I'm so happy that just in the past couple years, three is really starting to get its just due as far as praise and cult status and things of that nature. Because, of course, there's no Michael Myers in three. Evil Irish company producing these masks that when kids wear them and watch this particular commercial or whatever broadcast on Halloween, these horrible snakes and bugs and all this kind of stuff comes out of the mask and their head is gone and it's totally horrific and awesome because a bunch of kids are going to all die at once on Halloween night. That's insane. It's crazy. It's a hell of a story and a fun movie. <clears throat> Tom Adkins, I mean, it's a fun extremely fun movie to watch even without Michael Myers and then so that's one two and three one and two kind of the same night deal going on both are fun three you have to include it in the franchise because it bears the name it's there Halloween three. Yep. and season of the witch season of the witch and it uh, it's a, a load of fun and then you get to four it's like, okay, well, three didn't go over too well for the our core audience, so we're going to bring Michael back. The return And of. four is one of my favorites as well. I know some people don't like it, but I think four got, and people will say that it doesn't really give you that fall feel, but to me, four nails it. I know the opening scene is all of, you know, it really the scarecrows and things like that, the Halloween signage and the leaves tumbling gives it that fall feel, but they say after that it's lost, but to me, it feels like Halloween night the whole way through. I'm not going to talk a lot about five. It sucked. Six has two different versions. I remember seeing the version, not the producer's cut, as they call it, but the the version, I guess, that was released. I did not see it in theaters. Um, I did see it when it came out on VHS. And I enjoyed it. I liked it. I thought I obviously knew that it was quite a bit different. We were kind of trying to start explaining a lot of things, you know, Michael's motivation and all this kind of the cultish stuff. But I had a ball with it. And then we get into H2O, which was a thrill ride. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Resurrection. God awful. (laughs) It's, It's a god awful movie. I mean, even. If you take out the whole karate busted rhymes whooping Michael's ass, it still sucks. <laughs> and then you get the Rob Zombie movies, and they kind of are what they are. But for me, this this could be the best franchise, and I know there's a lot of people that would completely disagree because it is is very inconsistent, and they feel like that you know once Carp- Carpenter's off of it, it's not any good at all, and you know, Carpenter's great. It's probably the best, but I don't know. I enjoy I enjoy the whole franchise. It's it's number two. Like, number well, two. we can continue talking about it because it is my number one. Oh, and sweet. that's what would be next. So go on. I kind of went my down the list. Well, we, defending we, my number two. So you got it as number one. It, it is my it is my number one. And even though. You you know you've specifically stated and and I don't I, I I struggle to even say yeah I put it there because there's another one coming out I that's not the only reason 
but it's part of it is part of the reason as to why I put it so high is that it's gone back and forth. It, it has been inconsistent, you know, and especially I agree with you. The resurrection is <laughs> that's a, to me that's the lowest. It's point. just a joke. That is the lowest point where they wanted they. And Jamie Lee Curtis the, is in the movie. She's but. in it. And and the theme of it is what they they had somebody that was going to dress up as him and they had to stay in the house and then he actually comes back and start Yeah. I mean, there's been so uh, so many other movies around that time period and then even after it that that follow a, a very similar theme of just staying in a house for a specific time or going to this killer's house or Whatever else that could even be better than that movie. But, I mean, you know, when I think horror movie, I don't necessarily think Buster Rhymes. But it, it is it is up there at my number one just for the simple fact that, you know, it, it is it's coming back out again. We're about to get another movie with Jamie Lee in it. From what I have seen about it, it seems like they're going back to the idea and the plot line from the originals. Right. Um, and, and the reviews so far have been really good. I mean, any, anybody that that's going to say that they don't like it because of the inconsistencies, it, any movie that can get that many people excited when they're going to bring another one out, I feel like deserves to be up there. And for me, it's, it's up there at at number one, I'm excited to I'm excited to see it, as the Scream franchise stated. It's Jamie Lee Curtis as the Scream Queen because right. she has a, a great set of lungs. Which number one for me is is definitely Halloween. It's it's a great one. I like I said I will watch it. That the mask is legendary. And did we did we mention the fact of whose face the mask is based off of? No, we didn't, but... None other than oh, the man himself, yeah. William Shatner. Yeah, Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk is the is the basis of the mask. And when you know that, I don't think that you can see anything else other than him. Really? Because uh, I've tried to find the, Kirk. Look at the poster for number four. Yeah, maybe number four a little bit. <laughs> you can yeah. see it. But the 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 plaster the the mold for the Halloween mask is Captain Kirk. William I think it was Shatner. something they just found in a store, just kind of just used. They had made it for him for something else and never painted it or something like something that. Up. And then they just it was there. But how famous it's become now. All right. All right. So Number I one. got one left. This is it. I don't um, save us. Because I feel like mine are too cliche. Save us. Well, I mean, we, we chose franchise, and you're not going to... I don't think you're going to avoid the cliched ones. It's not like you can bring up some kind of obscure film, because if this film... I mean, Halloween was a rather obscure film, and then it was released, and then blew up, so... And then it becomes a franchise, so... That's just kind of the, the way it works. But mine, um, I don't know if it's good. I guess it, it had to be classified as a franchise. But mine is the Living Dead movies, and I'm talking about Romero's Living Dead, Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, 
Land of the Dead, so forth, Diary of the Dead, so forth and so on. And it's for the... It's really for just night, dawn, and day. Those are, to me, the three best zombie films of all time. And at any given point in time, when ranking those three, I've had each one of them in the top spot. Depending on when you ask me, I'll say night is the best. Depending on what you say, I'll say dawn is the best. Day of the Dead has kind of been that one that not up until recently has got its kind of just due, but now there's a whole horde of people that will tell you that Day of the Dead is their favorite and the best of the Romero Living Dead movies. Romero, a legend, he's kind of the the grandfather of all this with him you know, doing Night of the Living Dead. That brought a new, completely new element to horror that we're still feeling the ripples to this day and to me that's the just the that's the watermark that's the high mark that's the got standard the, got the parody Sean of the dead yeah I mean anything of the dead goes back to him and you know up until then these movies were and and, and to an extent they still are a lot of fun but he was the one that's like, Night of the Living Dead, I mean, there were kids that showed up to see this movie. You know, because it was a monster film. It was going to be like, you know, Frankenstein or something of that nature. And then they were scared out of their minds. And it really so. caused an uproar and made, you know, people starting to really take a hard look at these movies and whether they were not appropriate for all audiences, which Night of the Living Dead would probably not be, but I mean, he's the master. You know, rest in peace, George Romero. I mean, I even enjoyed his some of his later things, Land of the the Dead. It was fun, but that's my number one. I'm sticking to it. It's been a long, hard road it to has. make it there at number one. It has. Did that one have a different spot in your list? Never. That was always number one. It was always there. It, it was, was always just number one. What's going to fall um, under that? I, you know, uh, growing up in the '80s, a lot of these we discussed. Well, actually, about all of them we discussed. I saw in the '80s, um, and I the Living Dead. I'm sure I saw at some point, although, but it was. Pro I mean, I was in my late teens before I ever saw. Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead, and they absolutely, they blew me away. They blew me away. It, it was just, I don't know, it was just something about his style. It was just, to me, um, you know, and the term post-apocalyptic is thrown out um, about a lot of, you know, movies. To me, this was that first feeling of just complete... And even though they had there was companionship involved, but it was just like this sense of dread that I don't think has ever been reproduced. And this just cold and lonely world that has emerged as a result of this, you know, zombie epidemic, if you will. That I don't think that back. anybody has really gotten close to yet as far as getting that that feel, that claustrophobia, that 
despair. Um, to me, that I mean, just it has not been done yet. Certainly, there have been movies that will scare you as much, or if not more. But nobody, to me, has ever, has yet to nail down that sense of just complete dread and loneliness and despair that those movies kind of create. So do you want to bring up some franchises that were kind of close but didn't quite make the cut? Didn't quite make the cut. There's there's some that are just fun to watch that I, I feel like both of our both of our top fives fall into mainly all of them fall into either a slasher or a zombie style. I mean, aside from Aliens, which is right, amazing. But there's others that that you definitely could talk about. As and then again, is it horror? Is it just drama? Or is it suspense? But Jaws, is right, a, is a fun movie. Yeah, Jaws are the are some of the sequels. Yeah, I've. I, I, again, I don't know if it would be sci-fi or horror, but the Predator movies I think are fun. Yeah, to I watch. Don't but you know, well, I guess there's three now with the remake. Well, and then ones that. And then if you do the Alien versus Predator anything stuff. that they're actually in and involved right. in, possibly you've got three to four, and mm -hmm. you've got the newer Predator, and then there's another Predator movie coming out now where there's evidently going to be Super Predator, which I feel like is probably going to end up being a... Oh, there's just a giant Predator. Oh, evidently. I thought Predator was already super. He's... They're big, yeah, they're big <laughs> and just killing machines. But uh, and, right. and then the... In the most recent Predator movie, you know, they found out, oh, well, there's one that's bigger than the other ones. Well, now, evidently, in this one from previews I've seen, there's... An even bigger, bigger predator that's just wow. going to manhandle people. So, right. I mean, it is what it is. It's you know those are those I don't think are necessarily ones that we should put in the top fives. But at the same time, I enjoy them. I right. watch them. I, they're they're fun movies to watch. Right. What about you? Well, I'd have to. I certainly have to bring up Hellraiser. Mm. Quite a few excellent installments of that franchise sleepaway camp evil dead fright night um i guess is considered a franchise by our criteria at this point because they didn't make a remake the i enjoy the stepfather movies which were i'm not sure what studio put that out i'm sure it was kind of one of the indies but uh i i really enjoyed those and then you know I enjoy the Purge franchise, a more recent one. The Purge is pretty good. And, the, yeah. and I, I haven't seen the most recent movie. Yeah. But I think it's out on I, yeah, it's DVD okay. Red Box. Right, the it first is. First Purge. Yeah, the first Purge. And I don't even really have the term Purge yet. They just they call it the experiment. That and, movie. And it's not nationwide. It's only on Staten Island. Well, the, pur the Purge and then something that's not the horror franchise but the the first kingsman movie and these ideas of helping the human race by killing the lower income citizens and murdering right. the ones that are seen as a plague on society is is a uh it, it's a it's a popular 
concept. Yeah, all that this day and age. So they they definitely uh, they're interesting and and good to watch. I enjoy them. I tell you, uh, one that I like to watch that I think is classified in horror, but to me it's just more of a comedy or the Leprechaun movies. Oh, I had forgot about those. Yeah, Leprechaun and the Hood. Those are wild. <laughs> yeah, they're they're yeah. And I can I can remember in one of the Leprechaun movies, a family being torn apart because they lost the mom during a Black Friday shopping. And mm. I'm sure that happens every year. I just sit there thinking she couldn't find her way back to her own house. Like what happened? You know what happened to her? But it's trampled. Those movies are hilarious. I think. And, um. So, what about the Hannibal Lecter films? Mm. I thought about it. Red Dragon and Hannibal. And obviously Silence of the Lambs, the big one. Did you did you ever see Manhunter? I didn't see Manhunter. Manhunter pretty much is Red Dragon. I didn't but see it, it came out before Silence of the Lambs. It stars the CSI guy. What is his name? What is that actor's name? I, uh, I could tell you any time, but you know, with podcasting. And so right, and now you feel like I'm more... <laughs> I always get so nervous to talking yeah. on but yeah, the uh, that those did come to mind. I William Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, and Brian Cox is. I mean, Anthony uh, Hopkins is not even Hannibal in this. Brian Cox plays Hannibal, but it's a you. You should check that out. It's excellent. I did think, but I, I did. They did come to mind, and not even yeah. any earlier than while we have been sitting here talking earlier when we just started going over it. Right. I thought about. But some people would not place them in horror, which to me they certainly are. It's, it's quite scary. Right. They certainly are. I mean, you and have his a, kidney with the side a, of fava yeah. beans. That's right. A nice I mean, that's this is a guy that eats people, right. kills them, and eats them. And then you also get the the use of cutting someone's face off and covering yours with their face. That's right. In order to escape a mental hospital. That's right. That's extreme. Yeah. But effective. It's good. Very effective. It's good. They, yeah, those are those are definitely a good movies. And, I, and again, as I've said all the time, and again today, it goes back to the... It, it seems like it's something that could actually take place. It's more realistic. Right. That there's somebody out there that's just that crazy. What about the Conjuring? Are you do have you are you a fan of those films at all? I I enjoy the you know the what would you place that in in the horror genre possession style movies Bright. demon possession but I, I do I do like those kind of movies that and like sinister the haunted house kind of things sinister and um, are there enough of them to call the Amityville horror ones, yeah, I think so. Yeah, franchises yes. as well. Which you know the same people that are the main focus of the Conjuring. Amityville horror was another one of their stories, or they they claim for them to be completely nonfiction. But so I mean, yeah, those are. But those people have been sued so many times. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, by yeah. So it's they're fun either way. Um, some people don't really care too much for the Conjuring. I mean, I have a good time with them. I didn't um, necessarily get into the Annabelle spinoff 
franchise. Oh, yeah. But I, I enjoyed Conjuring 1 and 2 for what they were. I mean, there's not a lot of... Well, there's actually quite a bit of horror that's coming out now, but not a lot of big-budget, you know, theater horror. And that's, I mean, something that I'll go to if they put another one out. Sure. So just other franchises that I guess we can mention but didn't quite make the cut. The Omen, Poltergeist, Phantasm, Child's Play. Right. um, The Exorcist, Psycho, The Lost Boys. Yeah. Um, It's a franchise at this point. Paranormal Activity, Resident Evil, Underworld. I did kind of like Paranormal Activity. Really? Final Destination. Oh, yeah. I remember enjoying the first one, but they just kind of got, they just kept going and going. How many of those things have they made now? 50. Oh, God, who knows? And how many of the I Know What You Did Last Summers do they have? Oh, uh, yeah. Two or three? Oh, no, there's at least four. There's yeah. got to be four. Tons of those. Because there was I Know What You Did Last Summer, I Still Know What You Did, and then there was like, I Hadn't Forgotten What You Did, yeah. and <laughs> I Know you, What You're Getting Ready to Do yeah. Next Summer, and <laughs> Just In Case You Forgot, I Didn't Forget. And, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many of them, and I mean, there's there's definitely ones where they start, I feel like it's a common theme, they start off, the, fir- the very first one's meant to be fairly serious, and then they find what place they have, and the view of society and culture is to is is this a joke is it a serious horror movie is it right. seen as something that somebody just laughs at so well you know at the, at the end of the day with any of this stuff it's entertainment and if somebody can make a buck they're gonna do it and with a lot of these movies that we talked about they are very inexpensive to make so they don't have to have a lot of people show up to make their money back so oh, no. it's and, and you never point, know when you can all just all made their money. Back. Yeah, when you can and catch it. lightning in a bottle like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth, you know. And you, and you can't the do return it. on investment yeah. is quite high. And so. now you can't start. You can't make those those movies again. You can't make anything. Anytime you even try to make anything close to it, it's just. And any horror movie, you pull out a steak knife, a huge knife out of the butcher's block, and. You, everybody's thinking the same thing. Everybody's on the same page. Absolutely. All right, so I guess we'll be coming at you again here soon for October. Mm. I know it's getting close to October now. Two um, days. We'll have to um, do something. Maybe we'll do another movie. We'll probably definitely give you our insight onto the new, the new Halloween. Halloween. And how badass Jamie Lee Curtis is yet again. I'm hoping. Oh, she's going to kill it, dude. Uh, I, I bet she is. I just hope. That. Or maybe this is the end of the line. Is it? I don't know. Dun, dun, we'll see. Dun. I mean, I do feel like that's a huge possibility in this movie. Dun, 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 I mean, does, does she get her just due? Does she become the martyr? You know, does she go out with Michael? Like, Will she but, kill him and then become the next Michael? Oh, well, <laughs> for a more kind of crazy ending, that, that, that's a possibility. It's a possibility. I don't think so. She's the ultimate good. She's, she is now. She, well, yeah. She's, 
Been through hell. Michael. Yeah. All right. So I guess that'll do it for this time. Next time we'll come up with something. Probably not a top five because it was too much work. Just kidding. It wasn't that bad. Next time we need to do top five directors. I'm with it. But that may not be the next episode. No, not next episode. Next top five. Do a top, top five, five directors. No. That's but we can much. definitely do directors. That'll probably be a little easier mm. for me, I think. Because you don't have so much. You don't have to justify your picks as much, I don't think. Not at all. Because some of these franchises, you know, there's a shit episode or movie in the series and you have to justify it. Not so much with the. Well, I mean, they, I guess they, you know, they put out a turd, then. You kind of have to like, oh, even though Once you start having horror turd. movies in space, it's yeah, with that not like Alien that was started there, but. right? Yeah, Alien was the original daddy in space. Oh yeah. All right. So until next time, I'm Brian, Chris, peace. Find me, I dance among the dead, but very soon I'll